Tom Gunn has written powerfully of the occasions of poetry. Science has its occasions no less than art, sometimes a dream metaphor like Hecule's snakes, sometimes an analogy like Newton's apple, sometimes a literal event, the thing in itself which suddenly explodes into unimagined significance, like Archimedes' Eureka in his bath. Every such occasion is a Eureka or Epiphany. The occasions of medicine are provided by sickness, injury, patience. The occasion of this book was a peculiar injury, or at least an injury with peculiar effects, resulting from an accident on a mountain in Norway. A physician by profession, I had never found myself a patient before, and now I was at once physician and patient. I had imagined my injury, a severe but uncomplicated wound to the muscles and nerves of one leg, to be straightforward and routine, and I was astonished at the profundity of the effects it had, a sort of paralysis and alienation of the leg, reducing it to an object which seemed unrelated to me, an abyss of bizarre and even terrifying effects. I had no idea what to make of these effects and entertained fears that I might never recover. I found the abyss a horror, and recovery a wonder, and I have since had a deeper sense of the horror and wonder which lurk behind life, and which are concealed, as it were, behind the usual surface of health. Deeply disturbed and puzzled by these singular effects, the central resonances, so to speak, of a peripheral injury, and the absence of adequate reassurance from my own doctor, I wrote to the eminent neuropsychologist A. R. Luria in Moscow. In the course of his reply, he wrote, Such syndromes are perhaps common, but very uncommonly described. When I recovered from my injury and returned to being a doctor, I found that this was indeed the case. Over the years, I investigated some hundreds of patients, all with singular disorders of body image and body ego, which were neurologically determined and essentially similar to my own. I discussed this work and its implications in outline in the last chapter of this book. Thus, many themes are interwoven here. The specific neuropsychological and existential phenomena associated with my injury and recovery, the business of being a patient and of returning later to the outside world, the complexities of the doctor-patient relationship and the difficulties of dialogue between them, especially in a matter which is puzzling to both, the application of my findings to a large group of patients, and the pondering of their implication and meaning, all this leading, finally, to a critique of current neurological medicine and to a vision of what may be the neurological medicine of the future. This last did not come till several years later. Its occasion was a long train ride from Boston to New York when I read Henry Head's Great Studies in Neurology, 1920. His journey, so similar to my own, from the examination of the effects of a cut nerve in himself to the most general concepts of body image and body music. My final chapter was written on a mountain in Costa Rica, completing the odyssey begun on that fateful mountain in Norway. Except in the last chapter, the material is not presented systematically. The book may be regarded as a sort of neurological novel or short story, 
but one which is rooted in personal experience and neurological fact, such as Luria has given us in The Man with the Shattered World and his other neurographies. In all this I was greatly assisted and encouraged by Luria, with whom I had the privilege of an intimate correspondence from 1973 until his death in 1977. In the course of our correspondence he wrote, You are discovering an entirely new field. Please publish your observations. It may do something to alter the veterinary approach to peripheral disorders and to open the way to a deeper and more human medicine. To the late A. R. Luria, the pioneer of a new and deeper medicine, I dedicate this book in grateful memory.